Dan, it is great to see you again. It's been a long time. Yes. Good seeing you as well. Good to be back, back in the saddle here. Yeah, we took a week off, unannounced. Kind of like playing hooky at school. You just don't show up. (laughs) Had that naughty feeling about it. I kind of like it. (laughs) Yeah, and it didn't really seem, though, like we were a week off. The week went by really fast. There's a lot going on, and here we are, though, back, back again. I've been hustling, even though it's August. So I have a, a program. I track my sales. So I got five years of sales data. And August is always the slowest month of my year. So I've started it off, though, kind of the opposite. My sales are up. I've had a lot of orders. And I've been busy making wood, too. Yeah, I I do not have a sales tracker, being a hobbyist that I am, but <laughs> I uh, but I actually have noticed that the beginning of the month has been a little busy as well. I had a couple of stacks and some bun- a whole bunch of bundles uh, moving. Yeah, we were real slow production wise the last week and a half, two weeks because of the heat, but then we had a real nice. Uh, acceptable temperature week, kind of like in the high 70s, made it a little bit more bearable. Uh, minimal rain and just enough to make the darn grass grow, but not like uh, mud's a problem for me anymore. Well, the weather hasn't been too bad here either, but I'll tell you what's been slowing my production down is I have been having some uh, modifications done to some yeah. equipment and it's been taking a lot longer than I anticipated. Oh, wow. Uh, that's interesting because I have had a lot of repairs and changes. I don't know, not changes, improvements done to my firewood processor. And that kind of has slowed me, not that I'd slow me down, but it's obviously I haven't been running the machine for the last couple days. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was trying, I'm, I'm trying to improve uh something on the eastern made with the conveyor speed but now it's 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 becoming more of a headache and a nightmare and it's setting me back it's just not going good (laughs) yeah so what uh what's the deal then with the splitter it's brand new and you're having something worked on it well i wanted to have a flow control valve put in to control the speed of the conveyor um, as this unit came to me, it did not have a control for the conveyor speed put in it. So I yeah. wanted to have one added on. So I found a hydraulic shop nearby, 25 miles away, that said they could do it. Okay. But that was with them not seeing what they needed to do. And I don't think they've ever done this before. And it didn't quite go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be that complicated. Yeah, I didn't think it would be, but it. I got the machine back. The valve leaks. It doesn't really work like it's supposed to. I don't know. Huh. It's a mess. So <laughs> your machine doesn't work at all now. No, it, it works. It. I mean, it's. It just if I'm if I slow down the conveyor speed, which is what I wanted to do, then it leaks oil hydraulic fluid out of the valve. So I have to get that somehow. I got to figure out. I think I might might end up having to take it back up there, 
or if I can attempt to take the valve off and maybe retighten it back down and put some of put some I don't know like not you know not that the, the sealant that they use on like threads thread seal I don't know something yeah so it's orange and it leaks oil that reminds me of my old Vega I I had <laughs> I I drove in high school it leaked everything and and it was orange it leaked oil it leaked gas if i put over five dollars in it uh, it leaked brake fluid uh, it didn't leak washer fluid because the bottle wasn't even on the car anymore and it leaked antifreeze wow yeah you always knew where you always knew where my car was parked <laughs> Yeah, I've only got one, one little leak to deal with. And again, this is all like, this is what's so frustrating is because it worked fine. I just felt the conveyor was a little fast and a little loud. And uh -huh. so it's my own doing. Like I put myself and the machine in this position by taking it in to have it modified. And now I'm sitting here with a leaky valve. Yeah, but don't you think it sh should have... A variable control for the outfeed anyways I don't know well I did talk to Andrew Easton about that and he told me when they were testing this this is like one of their prototype models when they were testing this out uh -huh. they were only running it with a six-way wedge and he said they were having trouble keeping the wood moving off the end of the splitter like it was getting jammed up so they put a because it was too slow Right. The conveyor, I mean, yeah. Yep. So the so they put a a larger motor, hydraulic motor, on the conveyor, which then ran faster, and so that solved the problem. But when I when you're not running a six way and you're only running a box wedge, the conveyor doesn't really need to go that fast, and it's just really loud and. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's got a chain out feed, right? So yes. clangs and bangs and. Yep. Or ruckets. My Axis has one of those, but it's variable, so I can make it go as slow and as fast as I want. But man, if it goes fast, it just doesn't sound. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to break the world, you know, because it just <laughs> bangs and clangs, and it just makes an awful rocket. Yeah, it, and thing. it just seems like it's. It seems like you're wearing, you're putting more extra wear on something that you wouldn't need to. So that I that's agree. Another thing yeah. in your mind, you know, you're thinking. I agree. This thing is banging and running fast and it doesn't need to. Let me slow it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then you think, well, maybe it needs to go with a belt, a rubber belt outfeed instead of a chain. But I know that Easton Maid's culture is they like robust and strong and durable. Yep. Where the rubber belt, you know, well, and that gets to what I was dealing with this week. I, I tore my... A rubber belt on my infeed. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and I I kind of feel dumb that it happened. And there's a number, not a, there's a few commenters over the last year with me running this machine, pointing out that my belt was a little bit off center and I needed to adjust it, and I never did. And like the rubber belt, it has these metal clips on each end so that you put like this this uh, flexible connector through it and it like makes it into a loop, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, one of those little 
eyelets uh, got rubbed loose. And as the belt was coming underneath where it goes through the engine to come out around the other side and up across the top, it got hooked on something. <laughs> and I was watching my belt come around and it was two inches narrower than what it was going in. So it got hooked on something. It just tore it like fabric, just all the way down oh. the side of it. Yeah. And I, I trimmed it off. I made it work. It still worked okay. But I parlayed this problem into a repair because I knew Bob Nelson from my dealer, Metza Machines, was on his way through town. Mm. So he brought a new belt with him and we got it installed. Wow. That's a so very had... a, <laughs> an inexpensive lesson. Yeah. Inexpensive. <laughs> I'm making my air quotes here. Yes. Inexpensive lesson. Yeah. So you had issues with getting coming having the wood coming in and I had issues with now with the wood going out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trouble on both ends. <laughs> yeah. One of the frustrations that I think a lot of people have with me, and now that I am feeling it too, if you were to ask me how many cords of firewood have I made with my machine, I can't tell you. I can only estimate, and I could be way off. So I think the machine it has like 160 hours on it, and you know it makes firewood pretty fast. So I'm probably well over 100 cords with it. And I've had to do just routine maintenance, change the oil, grease the grease fittings, this and that. But it had, it just, with Bob coming out the visit, we, I had a whole list of things for him to do when he came out. And uh, we got them all done except for those bolts. Uh, I have those two bolts that are on the face of the pusher, of the, of the ram for the splitter. Uh, those need to be uh, drilled out and removed and we never got to those mm. yeah it's it's kind of nice when he's uh and you actually know that he's always going to be down near neck of the woods once a year for sure for the paul yeah. Canyon show well in this case he's out delivering and he's on the road with his trailer and it just so happens that i live directly between interstate 80 and 90 uh, so yeah. he's no matter whenever he's traveling east he's going right by my place that's kind of nice. Yeah. And yeah, it was real nice. It's also nice that, I mean, Bob provides that type of service and that's the type of you know, <laughs> service you get with Metsa machines though. I mean, I think no matter who you are, whatever, if you have issues, you can call them up and get them solved. You know. Yeah. Well, he will tell you that, that that's usually not part of the program. <laughs> if it works <laughs> out, it works out. Well, I mean, and sending he, there, stuff. Yeah. Yes. So there was an element of that too. Uh, he gave me a sawdust extractor, which is kind of cool because the way I have it set up now, I just have one of those big plastic totes that sits outside of the machine and where the sawdust comes shooting out that hole, it goes right into it. So uh, the problem though is it's right by the air intake of the diesel engine. So it's been sucking up a little bit more dust than probably it should. And now this extractor, it has these big rubber hoses and it sucks the sawdust out and it shoots it into the tote and you can set that tote pretty far away oh. from the machine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was installed. Now I've, this will all be on video. 
I'm not sure when we'll put this podcast up, but um, there'll be video of all these repairs. And um, <laughs> there, uh, there had been, I had shown the problem that I was having with the live deck. So that live deck, you can set it up and make it narrow or wide. And we made it as wide as we possibly could, but that made the rollers, because the one slides inside the other, it kind of telescopes in or out. And it it um, stretched the pipe out and it spun inside of it. And it just made the live deck not work right. So we went, we rented a welder and we welded that up. So those repairs are done. And then those rubber flappers that are at, do you have those on your log splitter at the base of your outfeed where the where the chain comes up through yes. is there like a little rubber flapper there yes yeah so mine were all worn out that's a wear item so he brought new of those and we installed those and then he just did some other adjustments on it it was a lot of fun uh, he brought his uh, employee ken with him boy those guys just work so I stay out of their, I stay out of their way and um, let them do their thing. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot done. That was a busy day. Jeez. Yeah, I'll be. I had another video. Like I don't know when all this is going to be up, but that cleaner, it has thirty-two grease fittings on it. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah. So I did a video greasing it and um, showing how that thing works. It is neat. It's got about a hundred chains inside of it. Um, and it's, it is a tough machine, man. I like it. <laughs> Going back to your, uh, your one point about like how, how many hours, how many cords you, you have on your machine. That that's an area where I'm also like, I, I struggle keeping yeah. records of, you know, I'll have people ask me how long does the chain last on the 365, you know, for the saw. And, and, that, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to try to now with this, the 365 I have. When I change the chain to note how many hours are on the engine and try to get a comparison to see if, you know, but it all depends on the logs and. Yeah. <laughs> I just give an estimate. I don't know. <laughs> I, every time I think that's just not what I'm good at. Like some people, I think I would imagine if you're an accountant, that is what you live for. You know, you just keep these yes. meticulous notes and everything and you can tell how much fuel that you've burned over how how many hours and how much your fuel consumption is per cord and how many chains you go through and and this and that and that's what i if you're looking at that for me you're not going to get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I am the same way i have no idea I, and then uh, i estimate and then i've learned over time too i'm no good at estimating when um dad was still alive his furnace broke in his house and I called a friend who does furnaces and he says, Oh, how old is that furnace? And I says, I don't know. It's like 10 or 11 years old. It's not that old. So he said, well, give me the serial number. So I gave him the serial number is it, it was 27 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I said, I swear. I thought it was 10 years old. He says, he laughed. He goes, that you'd be surprised. That's what everyone thinks about their furnace at home. It's a lot older than they think it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit off. Not, <laughs> yeah. Not so, yeah. Whatever I estimate my chain, chain, uh, how long they last, I'm probably wrong with that too. How long they last before you throw them away? 
Take yeah, it off and I, toss it. <laughs> I tell everyone that I think I'm right. They last about six to seven tables of logs, you know, because they cut under ideal conditions. Yes. They're not going to, they're not going to hit the ground. <laughs> There's usually not any rocks or anything and. Well, up until some of these logs I have, there's no mud on them either, but I've been dealing with some of that. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing too is like for me, it's difficult because sometimes like I will go many, many days in between my run sessions with something like the 365. Like I'm not consistently yeah. every day out there running that machine. So it's hard to keep track of, you know, I can say a chain lasts me six months because I maybe only ran it a few times during that six months, you know, yeah. that's where it gets difficult for me. And then I tried to do my Dan from back 40 impersonation. I video, I did a video changing the chain on it, putting a sharp one on. So I turn around and I obnoxiously like throw my chain into the garbage can, <laughs> the old one that I took off. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll never, I'll never do that again. I got, I got, I got a lot of people screaming at me saying, you know, you can sharpen those. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I got tired of replying. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it isn't as easy to just touch up the chain while it's on your machine or like the 365. It can yeah, be can. done, Go but nah, I don't know. Yeah, you think? I don't, I, I mean, don't know. I suppose you could, yeah. I never, I've never tried it, but if you were, desperate... I take, I take my chains to a friend to sharpen them. So I just have a big stash that are sharp and those that are dull. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm the same way. It's way easier to just take the chain off, put a new one on and then get going. Yeah. <laughs> if I were industrious and enjoyed sharpening chains, I would have a, an old bar in my vice you know, I, I would just be set up to sharpen a chain when I got back to the workshop, but I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, me either. Oh, and I did uh, another, I did, I bent a bar on it, uh, which was just a oopsie. Um, I had a big log I was sawing and it kind of had a bend into it and it just had some weird torque. And after I cut the log off, it kind of wouldn't allow the bar to come back so mm. i couldn't i couldn't see it from where i was standing so i started feeding the next cut so i was driving that log into the bar in a down position i bent it pretty good oh yeah i bent the chain too so i those i did throw in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> i need to do a video on that i just start throwing everything in the garbage we'll, we'll not be swapping those out those are done done for yeah i'll autograph it and give it away oh there you go <laughs> yeah so i did i stocked up uh, i bought some new bars because i think it's just important to have some extras and i just have a nice stash of chains um the rubber flappers uh, the live deck is now fixed um we i uh, oiled the infeed chain that was another thing that people were getting annoyed about so just those two days, you know, the machine was down, but I mean, it got, and I cleaned it up a lot and just, cause there's like these little nooks and crannies. If you look down inside some of the holes, you know, in the, in the tin and the panels, there's always a big pile of sawdust here yep. and there. 
so I just spent a lot of time cleaning it up and it just looks nice and I was just running nice and everything's nice. Wow, you're all you're all ready to go repaired and all back up and ready to hit it for the fall push. Yeah, it's time to get busy too because you okay, August is hot. Yes. Um it could be the hottest. It's hot, but you know the deliveries are fewer. You got more time. So these last days, you know, this week, it was early morning processing, afternoon siesta, evening stacking, <laughs> and then reload the table. Repeat. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Uh-huh. And then um, the other thing, too, that big pile of logs, my main pile that came off the, the you know, the, the Jess, you know, log all or Jesse's track or whoever's, I would pull out the oak because there were just a few of them in there. So then I just had a pile of oak so i've been running oak this week too that's probably why i've been kind of grouchy because it just smells over there <laughs> <laughs> it smells like the cat threw up or something <laughs> oh my gosh it, it it uh yeah oak does have that and, and it stays around a lot longer yeah it does it seems like when it dries out it, it's not that bad it kind of has an earthy kind of a smell to it but i don't care what anyone says it, it is just one of the worst odors that you can smell to me like cat pee <laughs> and, and split oak fire yeah yeah cat pee or when one of these deer die in my field uh getting hit by, out on the highway mm. <laughs> they start to smell kind of bad and then and then oak firewood oh gosh i've always said it smells like it takes me back to school when that kid would throw up in the hallway Yep. And and the janitor <laughs> the janitor would come walking down with his mop and bucket and his keys jingling on his belt loop. And then he would mop it up and spray that aerosol on it and the hallway would just waft of this <laughs> god awful odor. Did they have the sawdust stuff that they pour on it? We always had yeah. that where they like poured this like green sawdusty stuff yeah. on top of the vomit. <laughs> but it was always the aerosol can. I don't know what that stuff was, but it ugh, it smelled worse than a puke. <laughs> <laughs> Other oh. than that, I love oak firewood. Yes. Yeah. Oak, oak, oak. Ugh. Yeah. Don't like oak. So one other thing quick. Well, I, I just thought of this right now. Um, I think this will be coming out the second week of August. And so the following the week after that. For those of you listening that are going to be at the Boonville uh, Wood Woodsman's Day show, track me down and say hi. Oh wow! Yeah, we'll, we'll I'll probably be at the Easton Made booth on Saturday, roaming around on Friday, and then of course Friday night we'll have the live stream from the hotel. <laughs> there you go. Is Yappa going to be there? They are not. They are not. No. All right. They will not well, I have some homework to give you. Uh, if there's a, a particular vendor there, if you could hit them up for me, okay. I would appreciate that. Yeah. So are you driving or flying? I am flying. Okay. My, my day is on the road riding in a car <laughs> only if I have to. And yeah. four hours is my limit. There's something to that. Driving isn't as fun as it used to be. Is it just because of traffic? You think more cars on the road? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I just don't like it. Yeah. 
it's not as enjoyable to me as it used to be. I used to just love driving. I thought I would be, you know, a, a truck driver, just living on the road. But now, ugh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Too the drive, and the drive home is always the longest and takes forever. Yeah. Tim, for me, I have told you before, I think I live in a simulation, <laughs> in a computer simulation. <laughs> that one video game, Grand Theft Auto, I told you that. No matter when you're driving on a road, if you're coming to a blind curve, there's always a car coming the other way. <laughs> if you uh, decide to drive up the wrong way of a of a one lane street, you know that there will be one car on that road all day long, and it's the moment you go the wrong way on that. And it's just the way it is with me. Whenever I drive down the highway, if there's if I come up to a merge lane, there's a car right there. If I am going around a blind curve or a blind hill, there's a car coming the other way. Everything is just, <laughs> oh, gosh, it's just that's why I feel like. There's this one part on my daily commute. The moment I pull out into the intersection, there's a car coming over the blind hill. I can sit there for an hour and no one will come by, but the moment I pull out, here comes a car ready to run into me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start paying attention to stuff like this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you might think that I'm crazy saying that, but my wife who doesn't agree with everything that I say, she will tell you that I'm right, that I am, I'm either jinxed or I do live in a computer simulation. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's out on the road. They're, they're watching you. They're tracking you down. They're making yeah. sure. Yeah. You're doing what Same you thing with do. red light. You know, when you're pulling a trailer, especially the, you know, there's like that no man's land of if the light turns yellow, you can make it through the light. But if it turns yellow, you got to slam on your brakes. You know, that little area in between, it always happens if I'm pulling a trailer. It doesn't matter. It is like there's someone standing off to the side waiting for me to get into the no man's land of that intersection. <laughs> and then they hit the button, to turn, to, turn the light yellow and then the red. <laughs> Gosh, it doesn't <laughs> fail to happen to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to get this dash cam rolling we need yeah. some footage we need to watch watch this okay that could be a good episode <laughs> just my dash cam yeah but then mm -hmm. make sure the mic is on so we can hear your commentary <laughs> yeah you don't want to hear that i haven't figured it so i bought a new camera for my uh, dashboard if i haven't i haven't done a video on that yet either and it's hard for me to figure out because the screen's really small and you have to squint to see it my eyes don't work as good as i used to and I keep forgetting to turn it off. It's It plugs into the cigarette lighter. And I thought that when the car's off or the truck's off, the power's cut off and then the camera goes off. But it doesn't. It keeps running. And I keep forgetting to unplug it. And it just runs all the time. And I had, <laughs> I was laughing because it was a good thing I did have the volume turned off because I had a, about a four-hour video of me changing the spark plugs in my truck that one day. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. So you could have seen me out there sweating bullets and throwing wrenches and cussing and that would but, have been good. Uh, yeah. But I saved everyone the the spectacle of that. <laughs> Forgot to turn the camera off. What the heck? And it filmed me the entire time. Uh you could see me right through the crack of the hood. Crack of the you hood? Know? Yeah. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to tighten up this flow control valve so there will be wrenches possibly being thrown around up here as well. Yeah, there could be. I don't know if I'll have a camera rolling either. <laughs> Sounds like it could be wholesome family entertainment. I think you videotape it. No. <laughs> well, Dan, that's probably enough gabbing from us. Maybe we better get busy. I got wood to make and you got a machine to put some drain pans underneath. Yeah, I want I got to try to get things dialed in here, but it's interesting that like I said, we we both had issues going on. Things needed to be fixed. You couldn't get the wood coming in, and I having trouble getting the wood going out. Yeah. Gosh. Well, between the two of us, we're we should be locked and loaded now. Yeah, we're ready to roll. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Woodhounds podcast. And thank you for making us the number one firewood podcast in the world. Yes. We'll see you right back here each and every week, unless we take a week off. <laughs> 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. We'll, uh, you can tune into your favorite podcasting platform and catch the Woodhounds. That's right. And we want to tell everyone to be safe consider having fun (laughs) (laughs) and have a great day.